This podcast brought to you by Earthlink. It's Thursday, March 30th, 2006. I'm Tom Merritt. And I'm Veronica Belmont. And welcome to Buzz Out Loud, our podcast of indeterminate length. And Molly Wood uh, got called away on an emergency. I'm sure everything's going to be fine. I hope but so. we're really disappointed because this is, in fact, one year from the uh, first podcast. The fantastic year anniversary, now, as best we can guess. The anyway. origins of Buzz Out Loud are already shrouded in secrecy. Because we don't uh, really know? You, uh, because we recorded podcasts before that March 30th podcast. Mm-hmm. We don't know whatever happened to them, where they've gone. Uh, James Hilliard was the producer then, not Veronica. Right. Uh, and... I know at least the very first one we recorded, we never posted. I know that for sure. We may have posted some of the other ones, but they aren't there now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, so I can't March thirtieth is the only one is the oldest one we have on record. So that is episode number one. Right. If I, you ever people, find an earlier one, it's episode negative one, <laughs> and just goes. People will be happy to know that I'm now making hard archives of the episodes, so they will never be lost. Difficult archives, or <laughs> yeah, really, you know, like hard copies. Yeah, I know. Don't make fun of me. God. I'm not making fun of you. I'm just making bad puns. Oh, very There's punny. There's a difference. Very, very punny. Anyway. And Molly's um, not here to stop me. <laughs> uh, let's start with fishing, which is itself a pun. Yes. It kind of, I don't, I read somewhere where fishing came from, where the PH fishing came from, but now I can't oh, remember. Oh, now I'm is really interested phone, to know. It's phone freaking, I think. Is it? Yes, because Captain Crunch did the phone freaking where he would hack dial tones and get free right, long Right, right, I clothes. remember that, yeah. And they spelled it P-H-O-N-E-P-H-R-E-A-K. Right, it's phone. And then that led to phishing later on as a kind of a, I'm not sure how it led to that, but through a circuitous, circuitous route, it led to phishing. Well, it's still bad. Yeah, it's still bad, and people don't pay much attention to it. Uh, according to a study from Harvard and Berkeley, a uh, bi-coastal study that we saw on Slashdot today, phishing works because... 23% of users only use the content of the website to make their decision about whether it's legitimate or not. So what, if a website pops up and says, this is your bank account. Yeah, and it Enter looks, and it looks re- you know, it looks relatively Reasonably real. Yeah, you know real. what, I can go to any bank, save the page code source, put it up on subbrilliant.com, mm-hmm. and I would have a, a perfectly legitimate looking uh, site. We get now, about, if I put yeah. it at a, at a more legitimate looking URL... If that's all you're looking at, mm-hmm. you're going to get fooled. We get about 300 Chase Bank notifications at the buzz at cnet.com yes, email I've been meaning day. to respond to that and the Fed market one, too. Mm-hmm. And um, the other day, I actually got a Chase Bank thing in the email, in my snail mail, rather. Uh-huh. And I was like, how are they, sp- how are they fishing <laughs> me from real life? I don't... <laughs> Leave me alone. Hilarious. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, junk mail spam is almost as bad or worse than email spam mm-hmm. because email spam is at least easy to delete. Uh, but yeah, most people ignore the address and SSL indicators, which can themselves be spoofed. Right. But it's a lot harder. People actually just look at fave icons or the lock icon in your HTML. All the lock icon means is that it's uh, some encryption going on. Any right. phishing site can be encrypt any encryption, something. It doesn't yeah. mean anything. You want the SSL indicator to tell you this is real, this is valid, you have not been redirected But then we've else. also heard of people faking or getting going there around that the whole thing, not faking got, it, but got, they actually uh, got they legitimized. Got a legitimate uh, security. So the, the, the best thing you can do is really be suspicious of clicking on links in email, mm-hmm. especially from official sources. Right. Type them in yourself. If, you know, go, in, in fact, don't type in the, e- the link in the email just go and type in your bank's email or or better yet call your bank if it's really important don't just click wildly 
on on links and email. No. And don't open attachments. <laughs> Just thought I'd get that in there. All right. That's the vegetables. Let's have some fun with Microsoft. They're bringing a uh, Hotmail client to the desktop. Uh, to the desktop, eh? Yeah. So your webmail, you now can get when you're not on the web. Oh. That makes sense. This seems kind of backwards. It seems sort of old-fashioned, actually. Yeah. Uh, there's a use for it, right? Which is, I'm on a plane, mm-hmm. anyway, and I want to check, I want to review some emails, if I can have them offline. Uh, but what Windows Live, it's part of the Windows Live effort, does is gives you a program that will let you manage multiple email accounts. So, it's good, but... Uh, you know, I mean, is it gonna? It's. I think it's gonna be free. At least the beta test is free. Right. Because um, like, Hotmail hasn't for a while let you do Pop Three for different mail clients, right? Yeah. Most most of the web mails will, will let you use Pop Three for a charge, and in fact, Microsoft charged twenty bucks and more for its paid service. That's a lot of money. It is a lot of money just to get to get your email offline online. browsing. Yeah. yeah. I I agree, and there there are better ways to do it. So, it, it's not bad for them to add this service, but I, I just think you're right. It's sort of retro. Takes me back. <laughs> uh, this one's really funny. According to the BBC, a big trend now is for people to be buried with their cell phones. Okay, that's crazy. So you uh, you you not only get a nice suit and uh, you know maybe a flower, but a cell phone. I can see it cradled in my well, hand. It reminds me of when when Egy- when Egyptian pharaohs were put into their tombs. They had all the stuff from their life, so that when they went to the afterlife, they, actually they would mentioned have... that in the BBC Do article. They? Yeah, oh, yeah. I no, read no, it. it's. it's... Um, and it's like, hey, all your cool stuff from your life you can take with you. And uh, but didn't you, you told me that this was just because? <laughs> Apparently, it started in South Africa mm-hmm. out of fear that you would get buried alive, which is a completely legitimate fear in so, my mind. So you have your cell phone; you can actually call someone and say, "Hey, dig me up. I'm not dead." But do you get reception six feet under? I, I would imagine. I don't know on Alias. You know, this happened oh, once oh, and so she got reception. Your, you're basing your facts on TV. That's Well, good. yeah. If J.J. Abrams can't get it right. Then, <laughs> uh, no, actually, I think probably six feet or so. You could probably get a you could probably get a signal unless you're buried in a lead encased coffin or something. But uh, my issue would be the battery life. What if yeah. you're not fully charged? That's what happened to Sydney Bristow. Her battery failed. Oh, I don't watch that show. <laughs> that's a lie. It was several seasons ago. <laughs> don't worry. Vaughn saved her. But yeah, so uh, now the trend is passed on to Australia uh, and other places in the world and is becoming just kind of a, a cool thing to do. Like people are even getting buried with their briefcases and their blackberries. And, no, and that's see, more like, like the Egyptian pharaoh thing you're talking it's about. It's like, come on, have a rest. Like you've been tethered to this stuff <laughs> your whole life. <laughs> An eternal rest. You don't want to be answering your... I don't want to Well, you're there. not going to answer. stupid. Wouldn't it be nice to call a loved one? <laughs> you, can hear, you might be able I to hear it you. ring. Oh, okay. This is really sad. Yeah, this is getting. This is taking a turn for the dark side. Let's uh, let's take a break, recover ourselves, and come back with Google getting sued, Apple causing people to jump from tall buildings, and YouTube limiting its uploads. With Earthlink's high-speed through cable, you get a strong signal at any distance. So even if you're way out there, interpret way out there as you will, you're in with Earthlink. Go to Earthlink.net. So news.com case or news.com story today reports on the case of Google uh, keywords. This is actually not involving Google per se, I think. It involves Adina Realty suing a rival real estate company, the MLS Online, accusing it of false advertising. And the way they're accusing them of false advertising is the fact that the MLS Online bought 
the keyword Adina Realty and the way Google keywords works. You can have your ads show up when people search on certain terms. So if you're a computer manufacturer, like let's say Computron, uh, and and somebody searches on com- Computron. <laughs> somebody searches on computers, then Computron would show up in the paid part on the right. So all the MLS online did is said, we want to buy Adina Realty. If somebody searches on the term Adina Realty, we want to show up on the right. Now, this doesn't stop Adina Realty from showing up in the, the free part on the left. It just puts ML- just the MLS the online results. on the right. And to me, it seems perfectly legitimate to say, hey, you're going to get your main search results here. We want to buy a place alongside that's like, here are some other search companies or here's some other real estate companies. It's no different than when you search and alternative things are provided, say in Amazon. If you search on Harry Potter and it puts up Lord of the Rings, says so you might also be interested in this. To me, it's just a paid way of doing that because it's separate. But Adina Realty doesn't think so. They think it's uh, false advertising and trademark infringement and they're taking them to court. And the U.S. District Court in Minnesota said you can't. You can take them to court. I'm going to have to agree with the realty place. Really? You're going to take the side of Adina? Yeah. I kinda, Why? Because I, I think because they're, you know, I have to think this one through a little bit more. But I just, my gut is telling me that that's probably because they're paying for it and because it's paid search results. I mean, I don't know. Maybe I'm full of it. But well, Adina's free to buy their own keyword, too. True. It's kind of like the um the car thing from the Super Bowl. Yeah, it's very similar to that. But... I don't know. No one got sued over that, right? No, I think there was just some sniping back and forth. Back and but, forth. And I think actually the, the one car company af, after, I can't remember which car companies now were involved, but the one that bought the other one's keyword eventually got outbid by the other one. Right. And then their keyword, I think is Pontiac maybe in Toyota. Okay. Yeah. I don't know. I don't really know. What do you guys think? Yeah, I, I, I think it's fine. I don't think the MLS should be prevented. I think it's kind of sleazy. Yeah. You know what? No, I don't even think it's sleazy. I think it's perfectly legitimate to be like, you know what? I'm in business. And if somebody searches on this other business, they're going to get the top billing. They're going to get the best link. What if, what if they have they're the trademark the right on the name? On the, on the but top. if they have the trademark on the name, if the keyword should be, you shouldn't be able to buy that keyword. But you're not buying that keyword for yourself. You're saying when someone searches on this, I want to show up over here. You're not saying I want to show up above them in the in the in the regular search area. You're just saying I want to be in the related ads. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. But at the top of the related ad, like that's what, well, that, the more you pay, the, the higher that... you go, and oh. and Adina can go and pay too. I but guess. that's the whole point is Adina gets to be the top, theoretically, in the free area already. That's mm-hmm. that's indisputed because it's a relevant search. Yeah, I, I guess I just think it's a little sleazy. All right. Well, that's good. I mean, it's fun to disagree with you for once. Uh, <laughs> the guy, the uh, our friends over at Crave and CNET UK uh, pointed us to a, tech, a Joy of Tech cartoon of people wanting to jump off buildings because they're afraid Apple won't have a big announcement for the 30th anniversary. Dude, they're totally not going to have an announcement. This is hilarious. Either that or they're just not inviting press, but that's so unlike them. And we will only have ourselves to blame for all the hype. Maybe well, this is uh, Apple's way of just saying, you know what? Fine. You didn't like all the hype before? We won't give you anything. I don't know. I don't... I think they're going to have something. You think they are? I, it may not be a product. They may just come out with a, you know, a 50% off iPod sale for the next week or, you know, 30%. For the with, day. Then there's a huge, yeah, there's a that, huge rush to all the Apple stores. I can't believe and... they won't do something. I know. And I think they're withholding it because, A, a little bit of because of the backlash of the last announcement, but I think they're also withholding it because they're just Apple and that's what they like to do. They like to keep secrets. Yeah. And look what it's doing. It's causing everyone to speculate. 
I guess that's true. I really hope they do have something. I was looking forward to a new announcement. Yeah, it usual. is April Fool's Day, too. I know. They could. What if it's a fake announcement? You should check CNET on April Fool's Day, too. <laughs> hint, a little, hint. little tip. All right, YouTube, uh, according to Eleanor Mills here at, at News.com, is going to limit the length of videos people can upload in an attempt to cut back on pirated movies. Well, I, I think it's good that they're trying to cut back on pirated shows. movies, I guess. Yeah. But a lot of people, this is their method of distribution for their you know, for their short films or whatever they're doing, their funny videos. And mm-hmm. I, I feel kind of bad that now that they have to cut that down for and risk not having their video up at all. Uh, let's see where this quote is coming from. Oh, there's a posting on the YouTube blog. They say they did some analysis of the videos in the system and anything over 10 minutes of length overwhelmingly was a full-length copyrighted video from a TV show or movie. Okay. So what they're saying is there isn't really much over 10 minutes that's that's not well, maybe on a case by case basis, they could. If people have a video that's over ten minutes long. They could submit it and have like you know with a special thing that this video is over ten minutes long. Please review. For- well, they, you know what? They actually they 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 note that they say they've created a premium content program for those of you with professional produced videos that are over ten minutes. It doesn't you know, cost anything. I really need to set aside so an extra half hour in the morning to read the full length articles. I just don't have time. So that's why I keep saying stuff that's in the article already. No, but you know what? That's fine. It's almost like a setup. Yeah. Like they did that and they're like, well, yeah, actually that's a good idea and they're, and they're doing it. It yeah. just means you're brilliant. Oh, good. Good. <laughs> anyway, it doesn't cost anything, the premium content program. Uh, they just created that program to verify the content. Okay. So it doesn't get uploaded. It's what you're saying. Then it perfect. doesn't get uploaded right away. It gets reviewed. So. Well, yeah. then good on you. Good on you, YouTube. Oh, we, we forgot yesterday to mention the uh, latest Wednesday release from Ajax. Uh, Ajax Wright was the first release. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ajax Sketch came out yesterday, which is the kind of kind of the Microsoft Paint ripoff. And it's pretty not terrible. Not ripoff, but yeah, it's not nearly as good as Ajax Wright. Ajax Wright was better than WordPad, not as good as Word. Ajax Sketch, kind of funky. Yeah. I was demonstrating it for Veronica beforehand. And some stuff <laughs> works exactly the way that you would expect it, and some stuff just doesn't work the way you'd want it. Too. Yeah, like dragging like text around. It was hard to grab and... things and and put blocks and you know yeah. it wasn't it wasn't by any means horrible, but it just it was. Whereas Ajax Write worked exactly the way you would expect it to. It just didn't quite have all the features. Ajax Sketch was a little different. Yeah, a little hard for me to manipulate, but eh, maybe it's me. I want to congratulate Lieutenant Marcos Pontes, first Brazilian in space. And if we could speak Portuguese, we'd say congratulations that way, but we can't. Instead, we will just say congratulations. And All right, so now we got... Um, we have plenty of uh, Portuguese-speaking listeners who can translate that for us. Yes. Let's take some voicemails. Uh, first one, this time we're absolutely sure it's Alex in Seattle. Hi, Tom, Molly, and Veronica. This is Alex Brewer in Seattle. Um, two things. One, I actually didn't call yesterday. That was my friend Peter, um, who also lives in Seattle. He was my school, and I actually introduced him to Buzz Out Loud in December, and he loves it. But the thing I was calling about was um, your comment. We're talking about Blizzard and that whole controversy. I agree what they did was bad. But, um, Molly, you made a comment about them um being what are they run by children and i actually thought that was sort of offensive and not uh correct because though i'm a teenager i mean i'm sort of children and i was a child not too long ago so um i think that uh, most children would actually uh, be more reasonable and have more sense than uh those uh rich executives um so i just thought that was a little bit rude but i understand that it was not uh on purpose but yeah i love the podcast and uh thanks bye yeah, I knew it was one of them. 
Yeah, I, yeah and let's, <laughs> well, on Molly's defense, she absolutely did not mean to uh, insult children by comparing them to Blizzard. No, I don't think that's what she meant. I think she was just saying that Blizzard perhaps wasn't acting as well as they could. But regardless, Maybe that she is a good defense used the of term children. Unruly children. Unruly children. Not all children, but <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, good. Now, so that was Peter. All right. It's the Seattle accent. Yeah. That, that's what it was. They all sound the same to me, those Seattle people. <laughs> yeah, because Seattleians are famous <laughs> for their accent. All right. We have one time for one more from Scott in Salt Lake City. Hey, guys. It's Scott from Salt Lake. Uh, quick comment on the whole Apple uh, Apple Core issue where they think, you know, Apple would get into selling music. And app, even though Apple's argument is a little bit weird about how they don't sell music, it's I mean, where are you getting your music? Where are you getting it at iTunes? But anyway, um, to argue on the other side of this, though, I think I think that what they're worried about and what Apple basically agreed not to be is somebody like Sony who swooped in and bought a bunch of labels uh, or a bunch of artists and have actual contracts with artists and publish the music themselves, um, whereas Apple is not doing that at all. And I think that's that's where Apple might be screwing the agreement that they had with Apple Corps. Uh, however vague the agreement may have been. Anyway, just my thoughts. See you later. Bye. Yeah, that could be one possibility. I hadn't thought about that. Sony, you're right. It's a computer company, but they bought Columbia Records and right. became a recording company. I don't think Apple's in the business of actually going out and buying a label, but yeah, they I never would be know. very surprised if they ever did that. Yeah, I would. But be I get surprised a lot by a lot of things <laughs> like this. But <laughs> yeah, I, so much I saw that coming. Uh, I thought it would. Uh, yeah, Apple. I don't think that I don't think they have anything to worry about. I I think that the suit suit is not frivolous, but it is a little silly. Good theory nonetheless, Scott. All right, Robert in Minnesota is tired of hearing about Google. From everyone, it's not just us. Every tech personality, Chris Brillo, Leo Laporte. Now your show. Everybody talks about how great Google is, why everyone should use Google. He thinks, I will summarize a little bit, that all of us talking about Google all the time is causing a self-fulfilling prophecy in a way. In other words, we talk about Google, so everyone thinks Google is great, so everyone uses Google, and that's why Google is gaining in the market share. Now, he's not saying Google doesn't have a good product. I'll quote him again. I just want tech personalities to admit that they have blinders on towards Google. I'm not trying to twist anyone's arm to say Google's not a good service. Just inform the public that there are other search engines that might be better for their personal needs. I do like Google Maps for the satellite imagery. My wife and I have been Yahoo users since 1999 when we started using Yahoo Mail. We have not used our ISP for email since. We use Yahoo for our personal website, vanity email address. We do not need all of the accounts Yahoo provides. We give email accounts to friends and family. So they're just, you know, they're Yahoo partisans. But wait, hey, man, I said that I liked live, that Microsoft Live search. Right, right. And I don't, I don't use Google. I mean, I don't use Yahoo ever. Well, but. as if, as if on cue, <laughs> as if they had read Robert's email, maybe you sent it to him. Slashdot posted a, a thing today how Walt Mossberg reviewed Ask.com, the new revised Ask Jeeves. It's now just Ask.com, said it holds its own against Google and even beats the search champ in some cases. I want to read this whole article that he Yeah, I need to read Walt's whole article. Uh, The quote on Slashdot says it has some very nice features Google lacks, including previews of the sites it finds, an easy way to narrow or broaden your search results, and frequent top-of-the-screen answers that lead you directly to core information. Hmm. So it sounds nice. But there have been a lot of search engines come along that sound nice. And when I use them, I don't find what I'm looking for, and I end up going back to Google. I mean, Robert, I should be clear here. I'm not just using Google because I think it's cool. I use Google 
because I've used it since 1999. Right. Because it works. Because it always finds what, and I, I remember always having to switch. Like I can't find it on Infospace. I'll go to Hotbot. Well, I can't find it on Hotbot. I'll try Yahoo. And once Google came out, I could always find everything I was looking for. What was that site that searched all the sites? Oh, there were plenty of them. Dogpile, Dogpile was one of them. Was one of them. Yeah. yeah, there were several of those, and those have become sort of obsolete because Google is so good. But I do try others, and and and. Don't always work. However, that leads us to our next email. So hang in there, Robert. We're not done talking about this. So what's one thing you can't find on Google, Tom? Andrew Shin wrote in uh, and asked us how to make a non-alcoholic apple teeny, which we mentioned yesterday when I was saying have an apple teeny. And of course I go, that's impossible. Uh, He said, if I can get that one figured out, my wife and I will be celebrating along with Apple this weekend. Great. Okay. So I went to Google. I thought, well, maybe there is one. I, you know, I was just making it up yesterday, but I, I searched, could not find one. Fa- in fact, on Google, I found a posting to an Ask a Bartender site where the bartender said there's no way to make a non-alcoholic appletini. It would just be an empty glass because right. a martini is pretty much all vodka. But I, after reading Robert's email, I'm like, I'm going to try ask.com. I tried ask.com and I have a recipe. Oh, really? On the first page of search results, mind you, on okay. ask.com, I found a link to Bella Online. Uh, green apple mocktail on the same page <laughs> as an alcoholic apple teeny. This recipe for the green apple mocktail, one part roses cocktail infusions, sour apple mix, two parts club soda. Add the club soda into the sour apple mix. Do not stir. You may wish to dilute further by adding more club soda or even plain water. Serve with ice. Now, I make no warrant that this is any good. Well, isn't, doesn't club soda have fizzies? Yeah, club soda's got a little yeah, fizz. vodka don't have no fizz. Eh, you let it sit out for an hour. Yes, so shake up the bottle so it goes real good. Flat. Yeah. Like my use of the double negative. Like I said, I I haven't tried this, but the fact of the matter is, I found absolutely no attempts at a non-alcoholic appletini on Google, and I did find one on Ask.com. You know, I worked at a um at a liquor store for three years when I was in college, mm-hmm. and I have to say, at least though, that roses make some good mixer stuff. They make some good mixer stuff. So maybe not with club soda. Maybe, maybe try not. it with something else. I don't know what else you would mix it with. Mm, I don't know. Really? Either. Unless it was just straight. Apple juice. Apple juice. <laughs> Water. <laughs> Water. <laughs> That'd be disgusting. Yeah. There, I mean, there are non-alcoholic versions of other things like wine, but there's not much non-alcoholic version of vodka. Yeah. Water. Yeah. All right. Uh, Greg wrote in and pointed out something about DRM for physical objects. Uh, We always talk about DRM for digital music and other files. We actually talk about it for games and other things sometimes, too. But none of us have made the connection to physical objects. Uh, He mentions the 3D printers. Uh, They've been around for several years, but they're, they're refining the technology, making it cheaper. They're able to print out a model of a 3D object. It's actually a rapid prototyping machine is how Greg describes it. Uh, In a matter of hours, you have a part made out of plastic and even metal now Mm -hmm. they can do. So think of this. You need to replace your brake rotors or you want a new frying pan. So you jump on LimeWire, (laughs) search for brake rotor Honda Accord, download the model, print it out. There you go. Wow. I love the future. I love that idea (laughs) that, that that could happen. And it could. It's it's possible. Yeah. Uh, Greg continues, of course, home versions of these machines are a while off, but it'll get there. And some of the machines now are the size of a business copy machine. They are. They're actually even a little yeah, smaller. Yeah, I've seen them on the Discovery Channel before, I think. Things like that. Well, happy birthday to us. We have turned one. Yeah, we don't really have anything special for the show. I'm, I'm kind of bummed. We should have planned better. Uh, Yeah, well, Molly not being here threw us off. So maybe we'll have our, you know, this always happened to me when I was a kid. 
my birthday would fall on Tuesday. And my mm-hmm. mom like, well, we're going to celebrate it on Saturday so that everybody can be there. Yeah. So maybe we'll do that tomorrow. We'll celebrate we'll, on Saturday. Yeah, we'll, <laughs> maybe we'll, maybe we'll <laughs> celebrate <Apple>. off air. <laughs> uh, upload your video content. We'll put the link in the newsletter. We also have it on the forums. Uh, we've had several uh, submissions now, and they're being produced and put on the website. So you make a little 30-second video, and it will show before other videos all around CNET. And eventually, one of the best will be asked to come on, buzz out loud, and explain how it happened. If you want to keep abreast of the rest of the day's news, check out our sister site at news.com for updates throughout the day on what's happening in the tech world. And how can they call us, Veronica? They can call us at 1-800-616-CNET. They can email us, buzz at cnet.com. And what's that forum? Forums.cnet.com. Or you can go to the Buzz Out Loud page, which is buzzoutloud.cnet.com. All right. Thanks, folks, for listening. And uh, hopefully Molly will be back tomorrow. And we will, too. Bye-bye. Developers, 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 developers,